Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, it's not a story. It is a, a fact of life in Canada. And it is a necessary fact of life. Yesterday was the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. And that is so incredibly important to each and every person in this country. And today we're joined by, and we've spoken to him many times, is a leading young Canadian Indigenous chief, Chief Cadmus Delorme of Cowess's First Nation in Saskatchewan. And I said earlier, and I'll say it again with the chief on the line, he's an Indigenous chief and a leader. He's also a national leader in this country. Chief, thank you very much for joining us. How are you today? Good day, Roy. Thanks for welcoming me in. Um, what did yesterday contribute to the pursuit of truth and reconciliation in Saskatchewan and across this country? Uh, thank you, Roy. I could hear it in your opening comments that the uh, importance of the relationship between Indigenous people and Canada. Yesterday, personally, on Cows' First Nation in Treaty 4, Southeast Saskatchewan, uh, we, um, we mourned, uh, we celebrated, uh, we reflected on the exact site where the residential school on Cowses once stood from 1898 to 1996. Survivors uh, told their stories. Some came with tears, some came with humor, some just came with a lesson. And uh, we danced and uh, we sang, and uh, it was a day where we heal. Uh, but across this country, uh, September 30th, I, I really, I really felt the momentum. September 30th, Roy is a think of it like strategic planning. It's Canada's day to reflect: Are we doing enough in our in our planning to build a stronger relationship? And we shouldn't just do that on September 30th. September 30th, Roy, should be the day that we assess for the entire year what we're going to be doing one day at a time. Yes. So you've partly answered the question I was about to ask, but I'm going to ask it in anyway, Chief, because I, I don't think we're going to get caught in redundancy. I think there are issues that need to be spoken about, need to be raised and raised again, because they are so significantly important to the betterment of our complete society. So you're a young and dynamic leader with your finger on the national pulse, and you and I have spoken on air and off. So let me raise uh, this fundamental point. Politicians and governments, media headlines and stories, the classrooms of Canada, all supportive. This is the time for truth and reconciliation. This is of the greatest significance for a positive future for Canada and for the future of Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. So the question I have, Chief DeLorme, and I, I'm not, I hope I'm not heading into redundancy here, do you have confidence that people generally across Canada, non-Indigenous and Indigenous, are fully engaged and committed to pursuing truth and reconciliation? Mm -hmm. Roy, I'm a proud Canadian. I'm a proud Saskatchewanian. And most importantly, I'm a proud Indigenous person. I was raised by residential school survivors. And so a lot of my reconciliation internally uh, is to show residential school survivors, including my parents, what reconciliation could look like. 
from an Indigenous to Indigenous, I, I can see it. From an Indigenous to Canadian, I, I really feel the momentum and hope is now. And the unmarked graves that happened across this country, the validation that Kamloops, Mayorville, across this country, for Indigenous people, it, it was validation of that pain and frustration, tiredness, uh, of trying to remain Indigenous in a country that is still somewhat oppressive to Indigenous people. But Roy, the most important part about reconciliation is the response Canadians have given. That shield is down. Many are admitting, I don't know much about the truth between Indigenous people and Canada. We're at a moment, Roy, right now where all of us got to reset our compass just a little bit. We got to think, what put us in this moment? What does our education system do that put us in this moment. The reality is, Roy, that our baby boomers, Generation X and Generation Y, they weren't taught the truth in the education system. Our millennials and Generation Z, they're being told the truth. The most important table for reconciliation right now in 2022 is the kitchen tables across this country. And we must make sure that reconciliation happens, but even to get there, we have to first understand and accept the truth. I do feel hopeful, Roy, that right now the truth is prevailing. The challenge remains is sometimes that ignorance of what we always thought or what we see sometimes in, in, in first person if, if, and sometimes how media will persuade something. I'm not, I'm not discrediting media. They got a, a, a very tough job, but are we as Canadians asking the right question? That is where I feel doubt, maybe not doubt, Roy. Maybe that's where I feel challenged, but I do feel hopeful, Roy, in the overall of the future. Chief DeLorme, that uh, kitchen table analogy is so critically important because that's where I believe truth comes out in families. And, and even if you have friends sit down at a kitchen table, so much of substance can be said. Sometimes people get a little frustrated with one another during these conversations. But ultimately, I think it's to the betterment of the issue that's being discussed. So if and the residential schools operated, some did, until 1996, if we sat down at the kitchen table with survivors of the residential schools and we were to have a discussion, a conversation right now, Chief, what, what would we be hearing from the survivors of the residential schools? Would, would we be hearing from the survivors that they have a, a positive sense of what's going on in the country now? Because ultimately, ultimately, our responsibility is to all of us, but we are very responsible to the people who survived um, these residential schools. We're, we're responsible to them today. What would we be hearing from them? Roy, first off, I'm not a residential school survivor. I, I'm a spokesperson. I'm a chief. My parents uh, were survivors, my grandparents and great-grandparents. My response to your question, Roy, is going to be just from an observation of, of how I visit with survivors, what they tell me. So please, I'm not trying to say this is the answer for all. Right now across this country, we inherited this moment. Nobody created residential schools. Nobody created the Indian Act. Nobody created 60 Scoop today. But we inherited it. In a country where we share land, where we can be believers, where we can have one of the G7 countries that, that we live in, 
we have a responsibility for something we inherited. And for survivors, survivors are on different healing journeys across this country. There were 130 residential schools across this country. No school in this country should have a grave site attached to it. That is the reality of how come this is so important. And to give you a one-minute response now from what a survivor may say is I'll give you an example of my personal lineage on how this impacts me. My great-great-grandmother never attended a residential school. Her name was Gracie had strong Indigenous worldview, very proud, affirmation, physical touch. It it was all there, Roy. My great-grandmother attended by force, by Canada law. And she went into horizontal survival mode. She didn't have vertical lineage opportunity. My grandma, Evelyn, went into horizontal survival mode, didn't have vertical lineage. My mother, horizontal survival mode. They didn't have vertical lineage option that we have today in a country that has good, good, gover- good government, um, is a fairness for all as what this country stands for. Today, Roy, I never attended a residential school. My mother had to raise me, figuring out how to raise a young man, not having vertical lineage from her mom and grandma. And so today, Roy, across this country, our residential school survivors, they are healing but they're a different, they have all right to have that pain and frustration, and anger and tiredness. As Canadians, we must stand beside them and let them know they're not alone on this journey. We will do better as Canadians because we inherited this. And that is the responsibility, Roy, that Canadians, let's not judge. Let's not say because residential schools were closed in 1996, get over it or, or change the chapter. No, Roy, we still need a lot of investment today so Indigenous people can get to parity as they always should have. Chief, uh, you talked about fairness in Canada, and I do believe we are a fair nation. I do believe we're far more fortunate to live here than in many other parts of the world. However, we also live in a country where there remain many First Nations communities devoid of reliable, safe, and a constant supply of something as fundamental and human rights oriented as clean drinking water, a requirement for health and life. I find that deeply disturbing. And so I can share with you do so many of my listeners who send emails. And I saw emails yesterday from listeners who pointed this out, who wanted to write something about uh, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, share something with me. And again and again, the issue of safe drinking water at First Nations communities was brought up. There's the the bad in that it continues to exist, and the better as far as people just not willing to accept this any longer. Your thoughts, Chief? The the essentials to to be a dreamer in this country uh, include um, a, a good home fire, which include water. Nations uh, were placed a hundred plus years ago, many today reserves, we call them, uh, by government um, forced to where they are. And today there's a fiduciary obligation because of our treaty relationship and relationship with Canada uh, and the Crown. And so we do need to do better. Uh, it is getting better, but I'm not trying to give just credit, uh, but I'm just saying we need to do better. 
when we have healthy homes, when Indigenous can live where they want to live and not have to move just because they, they don't have that that healthy home or that uh, uh, to be a dreamer, uh, it, it really doesn't solve the, the healing journey we're on. And then just to more of the of the broader answer to your question, just beyond uh, water. My, my wife and I raise a five-year-old, uh, six-year-old now, uh, little human being. And, and she told me, Roy, she wants to be a pilot. And uh, my wife and I are going to do our best, Roy, to make her be a pilot. But here's the reality, Roy. We raise an Indigenous female, my wife and I. The toughest person to be in this country in 2022 is an Indigenous female. My wife and I have to try twice as hard to reap half the benefits that others who are raising a six-year-old female who's non-Indigenous in this country. My wife and I, Roy, are going to put that effort in. But I hope one day that when my kids have a little girl, my granddaughter, they don't have to try twice as hard to reap half the benefits. That's why it is so important that we do truth and reconciliation calls to action one day at a time because our kids rely on us to do something. Yeah, that is just so disturbing to hear that. I mean, it's disturbing that your daughter has to face that. It's deeply encouraging that you and your wife will do it, but your daughter should not have to face that. So let me ask you this. You have worked with Prime Minister Trudeau, former Conservative Party leader Aaron O'Toole, Premier Scott Moe, and I'm sure you'll be working with Pierre Polyev going forward. So what role, Chief Delorme, does the in-place political structure federal and provincial, have in nurturing objectively the objectives of truth and reconciliation? That That is a, a fundamental question. And, you know, the first is we, we elect our, our officials. Uh, municipal play a huge role as well. I just want to throw that in there. A lot of Indigenous people that don't live on the First Nation rely on, on city and, and RMs. And, and so th- that is just as important. I'm going to give you an example of child welfare reform. I I know our time is limited. I could uh, really explain things in a very uh, long-winded manner. Cows' First Nation uh, has taken child welfare reform in this country by by charge. We're leading the the way, and I say that in a very humble way. We told Prime Minister Trudeau and and the cabinet, we told Premier Mo and, and the cabinet, we control our children in care. We said cows does. We we never relinquished our right. It's our right. And uh, we created our own law called the MIOP Matisuan Act and created me striving for a better life. And Justin and, and Scott came to cows. We we signed this coordination agreement where they invest in our 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 law and they got out of the way. In the first 16 months, Roy, we have no children in care on our reserve anymore. We knew what the families needed. We still have children in care off the reserve because we have jurisdiction off the reserve too. We're helping mothers go back to school. The kids are waking up watching their parents get do homework in the morning. We're helping grandparents with respite who are raising their grandkids. Like We are making fundamental growth right now with one area where governments, the toughest part I find governments have today is think of it like a vehicle. They have their hands on the steering wheel of the affairs of indigenous people. Indigenous people are in the back seat yelling, saying like, we're here. Let us put the hand on the steering wheel. 
That's the biggest challenge any government's going to have moving forward is how do they take their hand off the steering wheel and empower and where they sit in the car, the indigenous people will tell them that is the true nature of a relationship is indigenous people do have the will, have the strength, have the education to control our destiny in many means. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.